Real quick, I'm just going to let you all know what's going on with Cold Wax Academy. Uh, As their summer programming comes to a close this month, Rebecca and Jerry are busy planning for their online sessions for fall quarter, and that starts on October 5th. If you're already a member, just respond to the survey that Jerry sent out uh, asking for member input on what you'd like to learn more about or delve more deeply into uh, in the upcoming online sessions. Um, As instructors, Rebecca and Jerry are always aiming to increase member participation and involvement, which is one of the many valuable aspects of Cold Wax Academy. If you're not a member yet, this is a great time to join. Uh, You can catch up on all the past recordings and enjoy their interactive online sessions. So in order to join, just go to www.coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. All right, on with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about a blank canvas. Beginning a work of art is a leap into the unknown. Facing a blank canvas or panel or sheet of drawing paper, a lump of clay, a block of wood, a freshly prepared lithostone, or the untouched material of any form of art is exhilarating, but also a bit intimidating. How do you approach starting new work? Do you feel the energy of a fresh start? Or is there some worry about how things will go? How do you overcome resistance to starting something new? Today we will talk about the ups and downs in launching into new work. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So that blank canvas or whatever it is, uh, and, you know, just thinking about that expression, that kind of unlimited potential that happens when you're looking at your untouched materials, that whatever it is for you challenges you with the basic question of now what? (laughs) What's next? What am I going to do with this? Yeah, the tabula rasa, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's a question that impacts everybody producing creative work. Um, We're all, you know, tend to be moving on. We don't tend to rest a long time on past whatever we did, you know, past accomplishments. We're generally creative people are looking to the future. And those beginning stages can really be challenging. And I think the other question other basic question that they raise is, oh, what do you want to change, if anything, about what you're doing? Um, And, you know, asking yourself, what do you feel good about? What are you kind of done with? You're ready to move past. And speaking of beginning stages, I I do have my eight-month-old baby on my lap for this episode, (laughs) so uh, we're we're hopefully not going to encounter any tears. But if uh, if you do hear some some baby noises in the background. He's uh, he's <laughs> trying to chew his way through a, a rubber block right now. So. <laughs> yes, we hope you find it adorable. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these these new beginnings they're they're part of the that creative cycle that keeps us moving on. Um, and to be productive in the studio at whatever pace works for your own life is a big part of being committed to your work and, you know, having it be that big focus. So you know that because if you are interested in growth and change in your work, which, you know, we always assume people are when they listen to the podcast, you do have this need for new ideas and also for 
shifts in whatever you've been working with, your older ideas. So that's part of starting a new piece is thinking about um, any new ideas, how they may play in, which, of course, is exciting. And, of course, at the same time, it's a little bit intimidating um, about, you know, are you really going to be able to pull that off? And will you at least be able to make a start in the new direction? Uh, As we know, any of us who plunge into things with new ideas, it doesn't always happen in that first piece. So, you know, it it can be a step, but it may take a while to really uh, develop. Yeah, you may not have the, the intended end game really figured out when you start in that new direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, you have inklings, you have urges, you know. And so, you know, considering what those are for you is, you know, that's part of it. Um, so the next time we, we publish, we're going to, um, the episode's going to be on those times when you're not just starting one painting or one whatever you do. You're, you're launching into a whole new body of work because you have a show or something like that. And so um, that's the next episode's going to be about keeping up your momentum when... Oftentimes when you have an exhibit and you've produced a lot of work, you have a you have a lull afterwards. And those times when you you know, you're starting your studio is basically empty and you're you're starting something, a whole new stage. Uh that's kind of another topic. I think it's it's more about like your onward progression and your momentum. So we're gonna we're gonna take that on again in the future. But um so that question of just looking at your blank canvas, whatever it is, now what, what next? Um, just kind of want to go into that, uh, what that means, what the answer, I think what the answer to that question uh, is or seems to be varies a lot depending on where you are in your cycle, where where you are with your this moment when you're starting something new. I think if you're in a period when you are, ideas are flowing, you've got, you know, lots of things that are giving you uh, incentive, inspiration, whatever you want to call it, and you're fired up, the question of what's next can feel really good. Like, that feels exciting. That feels like, you know, the doors are opening. Let's see where it goes. So that's kind of an ideal, but as we know, it's not always the case. (laughs) So if you're not in one of those times and you're starting new work, um, then, then you, when you ask what's next, what now, I think that cause calls for some serious reflection and consideration. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that it's very dependent on, on the individual artist, just how much they put into, um, planning ahead of time. I, I you know, obviously it, so much of it is, is material and process oriented. If you're, if you're a watercolor artist, then you need to put a tremendous amount of thought and planning into what's going on that, that paper before you get started. Um, you know, versus the kind of the way that you work being uh, a lot more process oriented and, and kind of building up layers and, um, a, a piece can go through a lot of different stages the way that you work. That is so true, and I it is absolutely material dependent. Um, and if you work in that way, where you plan it out ahead, then that's that's the stage at which you encounter these things. You know, what, what if you're going to you know make a study, or if you're going to draw it out, or do something like that ahead of time, 
um, that's that's the stage rather than maybe when you start painting. I was just talking to a friend of mine other, the other day who has started painting with cold wax medium and, and doing some really interesting things. And he had this panel made that's like four by six feet or something. <laughs> and it was it was one of the things that made me think about doing this podcast because I was in the studio and I said, well, how do you feel about that? It was sitting on the easel. And he said, well, the way that he works, he draws things out. He says, well, I, I got the drawing done. It's drawn out on the panel. And that was the big step. You know, that was the 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 thing that kind of broke the ice there for uh, for getting started. So, uh, and you know, and, and if you do know, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, if you know that you only have one chance to do this, yeah, there's more pressure because you may feel more concerned about wasting that expensive piece of watercolor paper <laughs> or whatever right. it is, your one chance, you know, to, to make this work. So, um, yeah, and and then you're you're you know you have to feel like your skill, you can count on your skill level, your experience, and things like that. Um, and it's, yeah, I I agree. The medium makes a big difference in how you feel about getting started. I always feel like I have many chances along the way to make things work <laughs> because of all the layering and and the way that the type of painting I do those that history is actually can enhance the painting you know if if there's a lot of paint underneath what what i'm actually putting down in the moment um i think there's another there's another thing that that what's next what now question brings up and that has to do with if you've just done something that what that you're just so happy with you know that you just did a painting that is like yes that's it i i really nailed it you know and okay now we're starting over <laughs> and and you know it's that um i guess kind of a cliche about the the second novel you know after the novelist writes a successful first novel or whatever and then the follow up and the pressure that you know, you're putting that pressure on yourself for the most part. And can I, can I reach the same level that I did with the last painting? Um, and I think there is that pressure can really cause procrastination, you know, in into getting started, getting started again. And there, I think the question about what's next and what am I going to do now really is it's a little bit deeper because it has to do with your i suppose your self image as an artist and how well you're able to handle these ups and downs of your creative output because we all have them we accept it you know have to accept it as part of the process they're not all going to be masterpieces you know and so kind of understanding where does this fit in your cycle and Oftentimes we do something that works out really well, we're happy with, and it just seems to be that the next few paintings don't quite live up to that, or the next few whatever you do. And I think it's um, it's something to do with integrating whatever it is you learned with that really good one. Now, how can you do it again? Because you have to understand what it is that you did <laughs> that made it good. And that understanding doesn't necessarily happen in one, you know, in one progression, in one quick step. 
it's something that you you know you hit it and then you work back up to it right so, yeah do you find that you you kind of go through peaks and valleys and you go mm-hmm. through uh, periods of inspiration and then maybe creative slumps yeah and that's and that is also you know and if you read about the the cycle the creative cycle there are exactly what you said you you know you can go through a time where where you're producing uh, you're well, you're you're on it, you feel like you're in the flow. And then it can, you know, you can hit these slumps where actually, even though it seems like, it feels like you're not being able to come up with anything that you're, you're processing, you're in, they call it incubating, you're, um, and you're maybe making those steps to understand what you just learned, because it can take a while to come back to and to, to bring different threads together of whatever it is you've been working on. Um, so when you're in one of those slumps and you look at that that blank canvas, do you do you see nothing or do you see uh, something that you just can't <laughs> quite reach? Or <laughs> I think the latter. I mean, I think when you have a successful painting and that you feel really good about. You know, there's a there's something a little hard to pinpoint about what it is, but you sense it, and and then when you look at the new, the fresh canvas, the fresh panel, it's there, sort of glimmering around the edges, but you don't want to just do the same painting again. So you're thinking, okay, well, how you know? Usually, I feel excited at that point. I think that oh, this is going to work out, you know, but. As I start to work on it, and as I make the beginning, I I do feel a little anxious because I think I'm not sure how I got there before, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so for me, there's there is this uh, an excitement carryover, but you know, I know for other people, it's not always that. It can be uh, more like a block because of you know everybody handles these things a little bit differently. For me, the block might come a little bit further into the painting where I think this this isn't happening like it did last time. <laughs> so uh, those those previous paintings that really worked out, they can um, they can stop you a bit at, at some stage of your early stages of your painting. And it just takes that knowledge that you've been through this before, um, some faith or trust in your own ability. And also, like I said, that understanding that there may be some paintings, these kind of interim paintings that don't quite make it um, because you haven't really figured out or understood what made that other painting good. So part of the process, of course, is to study what was working and try to try to understand it um, and really objectively saying, well, what did I do? say, with the composition here that, that was working? What did I do with my actual techniques, uh, with how I made the textures or something? And and if you, I think if you can pinpoint some of those things and say, my, my um, intention for this next painting uh, is to try to work that same way with texture, for example. And that actually, that is... 
a kind of uh, speaking from experience here when I started my last big series, uh, the Place to Place series, that there was a painting, initial painting, in which the textures suddenly were really speaking to me about what I wanted to do. I wanted to make them really complex to reflect the ideas behind the work. And, you know, when I saw those complex textures, I thought, yeah, that that's the aspect, one of the aspects I want to carry forward. So it focused me. It, it gave me that particular intention. And going into new work with with a specific intention is a good idea. It kind of it kind of frees you from doing everything at once, you know. <laughs> kind of frees you from thinking everything has to come together in this painting. Instead, I want this one thing to work, and so I'm going to focus on that. And other things tend to fall in place when you when you have that intention. So that's a that's a tip for starting in. Um, I think, and you gather those intentions by looking at your previous successes. Um, yeah, I think particular work, you know, particular pieces, looking at them and saying, what did I, what did I succeed with here? What was working? Um, and then choosing something that you want to take forward. And you may not think of it at that point as a series or understand the thread of it, um, so the when when Jerry and I teach we call those focused intentions which means you know the intentions in the largest sense are the things that underlie all your work really the things that really interest you but focused intentions are meant for particular uh things that you're working on so focused intention to develop a certain type of color or a certain composition that is a really good thing to help you get past any procrastination or blocks about starting something and it, I, I just find it freeing because again you don't you don't have to take it all on <laughs> here if you focus on something uh, that helps you get over that threshold that resistance to the blank canvas the blank whatever uh, because you know you that engages you you have something in mind you have something even if it's not a specific image or anything, there's something that you want to work on. Um, and so, you know, the other the other time that that what's next question can be perplexing when you're starting is if you do have some commitment hovering up ahead. <laughs> you have a show, you have an exhibit, you're wanting to put together a body of work to show to hopefully get into a gallery or something like that. And you're facing this blank surface, this untouched material. And that can be overwhelming because you want whatever you're going to be doing to be part of a body of work that's more or less cohesive. It can have, you know, different aspects to it. Um, so you're thinking already, you're looking at this one piece and you're already thinking of 10 others that have to go with it, you know? And and that is also pretty intimidating. It can, it can freeze people up because it then it becomes a much bigger project than I'm just, I'm just seeing what will happen here. <laughs> And 
in that case, I think you do just have to start and, and not have too many preconceived ideas of what you want the whole body of work to look like, because that's going to evolve, and that's going to evolve. You have to give yourself time with these things. And the more pressure you put on yourself to say, yeah, this is this is the first piece in a series of, you know, 20 that I'm going to show the gallery that I want to get into, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> that is a lot of pressure you're putting on yourself. And it's probably not going to enhance whatever you're doing. <laughs> so, you know, trying to take it one step at a time and trying to say, this is just the first step. If it doesn't work, okay, then the next painting is the first step. <laughs> so uh, hopefully those are kind of ways to get, to approach that question when you're looking at that blank thing uh, and realizing, well, where am I at with this? You know, am I am I feeling nervous about this? Am I feeling nervous or uh, concerned that this isn't going to work out? Well, that's something to acknowledge. Or am I feeling like I'm in the flow? I'm excited. Let's see what happens. You know, appreciate that because that, I think that's the the ideal way to go into it. And these these questions also. You know, I separated them out a little bit, but they're all intertwined. They overlap. Um, so, you know, I think there's there's also those points, like we mentioned, where you you asked me about, um, uh, you know, how I feel when I start a painting. If I'm if I'm feeling like the last one was a success, what about this next one? And for me, it hits a little bit further into the painting where I've got a few layers down. So kind of understanding your own patterns. Are you able to leap in? And then maybe you hit a frustration point when the painting is still pretty fresh, pretty new. Um, and kind of, okay, you know, I know this about myself. Those are, that kind of self-awareness can help with all these stages. It just, uh, you know, helps you keep moving and helps you understand what you're doing. Yeah, and I think a point of frustration is is often just the the feeling of like dwindling resources. You know, like if you if you're trying to get ready for a show, then uh, your resource of time is is just ticking away. <laughs> it you know, is. and you may yeah, and you may have the same feeling about about the paint that you're using, or um, you know, any number of things that that just. Uh, are limited in supply, maybe your daily studio time, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's really important to, to try to, you know, maximize your resources and also to just kind of give yourself the space <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to, to not uh, beat yourself up over, um, you know, things that, uh, that seem wasted because I, I think things are rarely wasted. Right. And that, and the anxiety that that produces when you get into that state of mind is, you know, it compounds the whole issue. <laughs> and so I think, you know, in order to avoid the anxiety, just a couple of, of things that I wanted to mention, and I do want to talk more about that, what you just brought up, that feeling that you're wasting things, which I agree, you really don't. Um, but to give yourself some confidence when you get into that state of mind, it's really important to realize that there is a lot of continuity in your work. So you are not just starting from nothing. That blank, whatever it is, 
is not truly blank. I mean, you you have lots of ideas that you've been working with. Um, and even if you're starting something really different, you can still count on the fact that you have certain skills that you develop and you have certain ways of approaching your work that you've been practicing. And so you can count on your own experience and, and hopefully that can give you some confidence uh, when you're feeling anxious about diving in. And the other really basic good idea, I think overall in studio practice that will help you with this confidence and moving forward is finishing things, finishing what you start. Because if you're constantly starting new things without finishing the old ones, and I I know this is an issue for people, I, I've heard this, I can't finish anything, um, that really doesn't help you with any nervousness that you may feel about beginning new things. Um, because in your head, it's just, you're not fully committed. And so that's an avoidance tactic. <laughs> At the same time, you know, well, um, I never finish anything is not a confidence building aspect of your work. So I don't think you feel a position of strength when you go into a new work. If you don't have finished work, if you don't have some that you feel really good about, it's it's hard to get into that state of feeling productive, feeling the flow of what you're doing. Um, it just, if you're unable to finish, it just reinforces this kind of negative aspect of, you know, how you view yourself and how you view your work. So start at the beginning with your piece saying, I am committed to finishing this one way or another. It may not work out like you were mentioning watercolor. It may end up in the trash. It didn't work. Uh, but you got to the point where you knew you couldn't go any further with it. If you work at a medium where you can revise, you can keep going, really commit to finishing it and don't give up. And when you when you look back at your own you know, recent or past history of finishing work, I think that that helps you when you when you start something new. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that fear of wasting. <laughs> uh, because that's one of the reasons that you might be anxious about starting new work. And in terms of materials alone, uh, you know, time is another thing. Wasting your materials is huge. <laughs> There's a sense that you do not do not want to waste the money that you put into them. And I think, as you said, you, th you have to question that attitude. Are you really wasting anything? Um, not everything ends up the way you want it to, but it is part of the process. And your materials and your time that you used to get to where you are now... Um, that's that's part of the piece. That's part of your overall uh, building yourself as an artist. And so time and materials are resources for sure. And you have, I guess you have to decide that you're going to spend those resources. And I think that most serious artists have a lot of stuff that didn't work out, um, depending on their medium. And where would they be without having taken those steps, those things that didn't work out? So you get down to the cost of your materials. Um, and we've talked about this 
before with each other um, and in a in a recent newsletter that it makes sense to not use really poor materials, really low-cost materials. Um, for example, sometimes it sometimes there are things that work, like, okay, I want to paint, I'm going to do some studies on paper, and maybe the paper isn't the greatest paper, but you're really just working out some ideas. But when you go to create the actual work, I don't think cheap materials are an answer, because they tend to frustrate you and they tend to keep also kind of reinforce an idea of yourself that you don't really deserve better materials. Most poorly made materials don't perform well. And so you're kind of fighting them as you work and and you're not really honoring your own commitment if you don't have decent materials. Um, Good materials can feel inhibiting. I mean, I think, uh, I know for myself, yes, I have at least one piece of really nice drawing paper sitting in a drawer that I'm like, someday I'll feel up to using that piece of paper. And I know with, with drawing or that, that kind of approach that it's going to be all or nothing. <laughs> so it is, you know, it, it's a factor and, and we understand that. Yeah, and I, I would encourage um, anyone who hasn't signed up for that newsletter, um, you can you can go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and uh, sign up for the email list right there. Um, and uh, we I, we're going to try to send out something on a pretty much a weekly basis that's that's useful information. Um, and uh, I would also ask that when you when you do order those art supplies, you use our our Blick affiliate link, which is MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. Um, that uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but Blick will donate uh, 10% of your purchase to the Messy Studio Podcast. And we too, do try to let you know when uh, things go on sale at Blick, because when they do run sales, um, which they, they have run some really good ones in the recent past, those uh, that's a great way to save money and to not be so stressed about your material cost. Yeah, definitely. Buying, buying things on sale, buying things from companies that you know periodically reduce their uh, prices, it helps. And you can stock up a bit and, you know, have a little backlog there to, to work with. So, um, so yeah, that fear of wasting, that is, that is a big one where people freeze up when they're, you know, looking at their new project ahead of them. There's also that fear of failure for this particular work. We kind of talked about that. You know, you're afraid you're not going to be able to re- meet your own expectations. Um, can you achieve what you want? And this is a big issue uh, of kind of um, avoiding negativity in your own mind uh, that you that you're not going to succeed with this. Uh, and you know we've we've talked about this in other podcasts, like that negative self-talk issue, um, accepting risks. And I think, again, trying to look at each piece you do, ultimately, it's a step forward. Um, and so, you know, even if even if that piece doesn't quite meet what you wanted, it is a step. You're processing, you're working on something. And maybe your total vision still seems like it's not happening, but you're making progress in some way with every piece. You are practicing, and that is so important. Um, and also to remember that usually, in most cases, unless you are working towards an exhibit or something, most of the time, what you do in your studio 
you can be private about that. So when you when you take those risks, you start new work, you're not sure where it's going, um, you don't have to show that to anybody. And sometimes in the world of social media that we live in, we feel this some vague pressure to keep t- saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, that is self-imposed. You don't have to do that. So, so if you need some time in your studio where you're not showing it to anybody, that's just fine. Um, and I think when you do have this, in the case where you do have an outside obligation, you have a, you're working on a commission, you're working towards an exhibit, something like that, you have this, the third fear that I want to talk about is fear of not meeting expectations. And these are more like outside expectations, outside pressures. Um, and this can really cause procrastination, almost paralysis, because, you know, you do feel that, oh, I only have so much time. I have to do this thing in this time. And are you, I think one thing to ask yourself when these things come up for you, are you ready to take that on? Because it is pressure. And um, it can it can really intimidate you if, if you haven't experienced this very often. Um, but I think one of the one of the like reassuring ideas is that if you're presenting a body of work in an exhibit or as part of a portfolio, everything is not going to be equally good in your own eyes. Uh, it may uh, I would say you are not always the best judge of your own work. So I would say if you're in that situation, just do your best to bring everything uh, as much as you can to the best of your ability to, you know, a skill level that you're, that you feel good about and a completion level. And you can let other people be the judge of what works for them. People can go into an exhibit and, you know, someone will come up to you and say, that is my absolute favorite painting in the whole show. And you're thinking, oh, really? That That's one I wasn't so sure about, you know? And so you're not, you never know exactly how people will respond to the work. So just do your best to get it to the level that you feel good about. And then, as I said, uh, let the chips fall where they may. And that, that thought has helped me through times when I felt a bit, you know, really afraid, afraid to, to start new things, afraid to get this new body of work underway. So, um... Yeah, and I just had a few kind of practical steps for that point where you're looking at your untouched materials. We mentioned, you know, observing and journaling about what you've been doing recently, not only the particulars of, you know, this uh, particular texture I like or whatever, but overall, what ideas are floating around? What do you want to explore? Um, Is there something new that's kind of calling to you that's kind of perking you up a little bit, pay attention to that. Um, if you have, if you need to be cautious with your materials because they're going to only take one try, like watercolor or a charcoal drawing or something, I, I definitely see the sense in some studies, some preparatory work. So it really does. If you're able to just dive in, I would say... Um, dive in, you know, and, and know that you can correct things. Um, and I would say also, there's a period of time, usually when you're preparing your materials, maybe you're stretching canvas, or you're gessoing your surface, um, allow some of that 
mental or emotional prep to happen during that process. Kind of take your time, enjoy it, and say, I'm getting ready now. And getting ready emotionally as well as uh, preparing the actual materials. Um, and the other, a couple of other things, I think it makes sense to start several new pieces at once. So you're not entirely focused on this one one and it becomes very precious and you can get caught up in you know concerns about how it's going or getting started um start a few at once and also keep a few less involved things going on the side you know some small paintings or drawings or things like that that when you need to release the pressure you can go mess around with those um and just remember that unless you do have a deadline for something it's going to take whatever time it takes. And again, there's no need to rush it. There's no need to show people or post it on social media. Uh, you don't have to, you you have nothing to prove, okay, <laughs> as you get going. And, and all those expectations that we put on ourselves for how things are going to go, uh, you know, take a look at those. Which of those really matter? Which of those are things that we're doing to ourselves that are causing anxiety? And which are realistic because somebody's waiting for this painting um, and, you know, trying to sort those out and find some some comfort level in how you're going to manage your time and so on. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Yeah, I think we've been uh, we've been focusing a bit on some of the, the challenges or the difficulties when when you have that metaphoric blank canvas in front of you. But, you know, I do want to emphasize that there are a lot of positive aspects to beginning things, um, often a really good feeling, a fresh start, that sense of, you know, limitless possibilities. And it, that can be very exciting. It's it's kind of a really special um, energy when you when you haven't yet made that first move, you know, on, on, the, on your material. And I think that is, uh, that good feeling is something to cultivate, to look forward to, to respect. Um, and to know that every time you approach your new piece, you're showing commitment to your work and, and a certain optimism, I think, that helps you keep moving forward and to, to appreciate that feeling and um, try to nurture it. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out RossTickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then... Embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.